Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. From the Locked On Packers podcast, our uh, friend Peter Bukowski is uh, now joining us on the uh, Schneider Orange Hotline. You can find him uh, on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. Peter, how you doing, man? I'm good, Bill. How are you? We're doing well. So uh, let me ask you first and foremost, the game this past weekend, did this in your mind put the Packers back on track and the game against the Buccaneers was an anomaly, as Aaron Rodgers had kind of stated, or do you just uh, feel that they did what they were supposed to do, beat up on a bad team, and, and you know now you just kind of wait and see how the rest of the season plays out? I mean, can it be both? I, I think we, sure. can, we, we can say, hey, look, you know, the, the Texans were a, a team whose season was over, but they're still a dangerous team, and they showed that last week against the Titans. Uh, they took that team to overtime, came back after being down 14 nothing. They didn't, they didn't quit. And, and Deshaun Watson is still a very dangerous player. They've got a deep group of receivers. That offense is still really good. We've seen the Packers, and we see teams every year lose games just like this, right? You, you, you go in, you underestimate an opponent that has a, a scary offense, and that scary offense comes back to bite you. I, I think the reason that it is most heartening to me as I look at this team is defensively they played much better. And, and not just much better relative to Tampa, but just just much crisper than we've seen them play. They tackled extremely well. The pass rush got going a little bit. Preston Smith played his best game of the season. This is the version of the team that can that can beat you on both sides of the ball that can be a potentially championship-caliber team. We know the offense is good. So, so lighting up the Texans for 35, eh, maybe not that impressive. But the defense holding a top-10 offense you know, to, to 20 points, and, and really it was seven points through three quarters. I think that's the part that you have to be you have to be really impressed by. The defense, now there's so much talk about, about trades and such and about if the Packers will go out and make a deal. Defensively speaking, do you feel they need to go make a deal? You know, if there's something out there, you know, on the, on the defensive line, maybe it's something you consider. There, there has been some uh, reporting that the Patriots are, are willing to make Stephon Gilmore available. If that's something that's on the table and the Packers have made deals, a ton of draft day deals with the Patriots in the past, so presumably they have a good working relationship, 
I mean, that's something that I think you you absolutely explore. The money this year is not prohibitive. It's not prohibitive next year. In fact, he's under contract in 2021 at a very reasonable number. So that's something that I, I think would be very intriguing. But in terms of need, no, I don't think they need to make a deal on defense. They have the talent. That talent, Bill, just has to play better. And, and on Sunday, we finally saw them do that. So um, when you talk about the talent playing better, I mean, I know that there's some guys that are banged up. So that's that's the first thing. You get Darnell Savage back. You get Kevin King back. Kirksey eventually comes back. I mean, you, you get some of those guys back, and you're back at full strength. Okay, I understand that. Do you feel that they need a rotation of bigger guys up front if you go after a defensive lineman? We just saw Carlos Dunlap go to the Seahawks. That's the second player the Seahawks have picked up trying to bolster their defense. Do you think that with – you look at teams like – like Baltimore, Kansas City picking up Le'Veon Bell. I mean, anybody that's right now near the top is trying to do anything and everything they can just to give themselves an edge as the Packers sit there. Do you feel that the Packers are missing the boat on this? Well, we have to know what what, what is available to them. I don't know that, that we've seen someone make a move where I thought, oh, yeah, Green Bay definitely should have done that. Um, you know, you, you think about the moves that were made at the deadline last year, a second-round pick for Mohamed Sanu. That looks like a terrible deal for the Patriots. Uh, the, the Emmanuel Sanders deal was a third and what ended up being, I believe, a fifth. Well, they got half a season from Emmanuel Sanders, who didn't materially impact their team, and then he walked in free agency. So was that a great deal? I don't, it, it's why this is always a struggle for me, because we, we don't know what is available to them until after these deals go through. Uh, but uh, from what I've been told, uh, they've been they've been working on it. They've been calling um, the the reporting yesterday around their interest in Zach Ertz is real. Um, they made calls. They reached out um, before he got put on IR. So obviously that deal is is any deal there is potentially dead. So they're always going to be out there trying to to make this work. I think there are certainly players that that you can point to, uh, you know, potentially on the on the Texans. Uh, that that could make this team better. The Will Fuller deal is is one that if if they're willing to move on from him, this is the last year of his deal. I, I think fits this this offense perfectly in Green Bay. And then everyone, of course, is talking about JJ Watt and his unhappiness in Houston. Um, that's a deal that I would absolutely make in Green Bay and and potentially overpay for JJ just because of what he means to the state. Um, and and what a story it would be if J.J. Watt comes home to Wisconsin to win a Super Bowl in the green and gold. Yeah, no doubt about it. I completely agree with you. I know some people say, well, he's washed up, he's over the hill, but it, it's also depends on how you use him. He's still a force to be reckoned with. He's still a guy you got to pay attention to. He's a rota- He could be a rotational guy as well. He doesn't have to play every down. Uh, we're talking with Peter Bukowski, Locked On Packers podcast. Uh, Aaron Rodgers had, uh, and it's going to be interesting, he's going to meet with the media today, but it said, well, the the questions weren't good, and that was one of the reasons he was a little bit surly last <laughs> week. I look, uh, I I get it. I think we've all been there where questions get asked, and you kind of put your you know hand in on your head, and you kind of go, okay, why are you asking that? You know, that's that's kind of weak. But for the most part, Aaron has always been relatively cordial and always given some deep philosophical answers to many different questions. Uh, yeah. Do you feel like last week, the way he played in this game, the way he went to Devontae Adams, the the crispness with which he played as well, that this was one of those games where he was coming out kind of, I don't want to say with a vengeance, but there was, there was a point to prove, it seemed like, against the Houston Texans. I think he's played this whole season like he has a point to prove. And it, not in a 
not in a way that hurts his team, which is the great part. He's playing within the structure of the offense, and we saw it again against Houston. There, there are so many chances that Matt LaFleur gives him in this offense, whether it's built into the play and you get Devontae Adams on crossing routes and, and you create all kinds of problems for the defense, or you give him the freedom at the line of scrimmage. He said yesterday, Rodgers did on the Pat McAfee show, that the touchdown to Adams was an adjustment that they had talked about a month before. Hey, if we get this coverage against this formation, we're going to check it to this. And they, they got the look. You know, we talked about all the time the, the, the connection between Rodgers and Jordy Nelson, right? This ESP that they have. Well, it's not just ESP. It's work and study. And the, the, the relationship they've developed, uh, I think, has really helped catapult them forward. I always laugh when there's this insinuation that, oh, the focus on Devontae Adams is a detriment to this offense. Well, it wasn't on Sunday, Bill. And it turns out that getting the ball to your best player is usually a really good idea. No one complained last year when Michael Thomas set the record for receiving that the Saints were throwing it too much to him. So I think Devontae Adams deserves to be in that conversation, and, and he is as big a reason as any that Rodgers has been able to play at the level we've seen him play this year. Uh, talking about the run game, Jamal Williams. Now, I know, look, Aaron Jones has been tremendous. The fact that he's been so much better, a blocker and blitz pickup and such, uh, all we, dating back to last year, and the fact that he really worked on his receiving last year and has become a really solid receiver out of the backfield. Obviously, he's made money for himself, but Jamal Williams has too. Do you keep? Do you, are you, do you think you're able to keep both of those guys? I think, unfortunately, the reality is unless they're, unless they're going to make some sort of like – Marquise Morris deal where the brothers wanted, got their basically got their contract together. Um, I, I just don't I don't see how you can make the money work. Um, Jamal Williams has played well enough to be a starting running back in the league, and so if, if they're only going to keep one of them, then you have to you have to raise the question about value. If if Aaron Jones wants fourteen, fifteen, sixteen million. Well, that's a lot of money. Jamal Williams could get six, seven, eight million in free agency as well if someone wants to make him a starting running back. We might be looking at a situation next year because of the cap situation with COVID and, and the low number where they they decide they can't afford to bring either running back back for twenty twenty one. Uh and then before I let you go, defensively speaking, you're gonna have Numerous guys coming up, Kevin King being one of these guys. Obviously got some linemen coming up as well, Corey Lindsley uh, on the offensive side. But, you know, I, I guess the question becomes you want to fit everybody else in. And, and David Bakhtiari threw wrinkles and waves out there when he said, look, if you really want to keep us, you can figure out a way to keep us. Look at what Kansas City did this offseason. So do you think that the majority of these guys that are there are retained, or do you think the Packers play the cautious role and start letting guys walk because you only have so many guys in the stable to be able to fill in some of these spots, and you finally got to, you finally got a secondary that's really uh, a very very solid secondary. You've been searching for this for a long long time. Do you then let this start to deteriorate? Yeah, these are the these are the difficult decisions that are that are facing this team. The fact that that there's a lot of reporting around Aaron Jones and and the team and their negotiations and not a lot around the, the negotiations with David Bakhtiari, I think, could be a message. And, and I don't mean a, an, a message that the team is sending, but just a, a little foreshadowing of, of how this could play out. Uh, the, the loss of Brian Bulaga was supposed to cripple this offensive line, or it was supposed to be a major problem. Billy Turner, you know, the gap between what fans think Billy Turner is and what Billy Turner has been is as stark as any player in football 
Uh, he's been really good, was really good at left tackle. Uh, and, and I don't think it's crazy for this team to believe that with Billy Turner at left tackle and Rick Wagner at right tackle, maybe Elton Jenkins is the right tackle of the future, that they can make do without paying David Bakhtiari this top-of-market contract. But then it's almost like, okay, well, then who are you going to pay? Because if it's not David Bakhtiari, you need to allocate these resources in a way that makes sense. Kevin King is not healthy again. So how can you trust that he's going to be there? And Frankly, I think Josh Jackson has been just as good, if not better, the last two weeks compared to what we've seen from King at least just this year. And then, you know, Corey Lindsley is an, an aging interior offensive lineman. Green Bay tends not to pay those guys. So then who do they pay? It seems like they're going to pay David Bakhtiari um, and try and figure out a way to keep Aaron Jones. That seems like the most likely scenario, but there's a lot that they have to figure out. And, and maybe it means getting a, a deal done with Devontae Adams, lowering his base salary and in 2021 i mean the deal kenny clark signed i think his base is something like a million dollars next year simply because this cap this cap ceiling could be a major problem for teams yeah no doubt about it peter good stuff as always we'll touch base down the road okay thanks bill thanks bill talk to you soon peter bukowski he is on the locked on packers podcast you can find him on twitter at peter underscore bukowski b-u-k-o-w-s-k-i Joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline, Schneider hiring drivers right now. You're working hard, and they're treating you fair. That's the way they've been doing it. 85-plus years, 85-plus years. If you're looking for a team, you're looking for a new job, looking for uh, a great opportunity, or maybe to switch careers, call them, 844-PRIDE, or go to schneiderjobs.com. That's 844-PRIDE, or go to schneiderjobs.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.